Welcome to the Stock Music Licensing Podcast, the number one resource for creating passive income selling stock music online. I'm your host, Daniel Carrizales, and I'm here to help you monetize your compositions. All right, welcome to episode 98 at the Stock Music Licensing Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me. As you can probably hear from the background noise, I am outside. Not only am I outside, I'm inside my car right now, and uh, I'm just going to get out very uh, soon to enjoy the view. Go to Instagram to see where I'm recording this episode by popular demand. A lot of you have um, reached out and said that you guys enjoy the the episodes outside you like to uh, when i go on a, on a flow if you will while i'm outside i'm outdoors you know going through through my my thought process if you will and and try to bring value to you with uh, certain topics concerning mindset stock music inspirational and lifestyle and anything in between music licensing and the things that you want to accomplish so I've been listening to uh, right now on my way here to this beautiful place, which is five minutes away from where I live here in Nafplio, Greece. If this is the first uh, podcast episode that you listen to, I am uh, blessed to live in this beautiful place called Nafplio in Greece. And this was the first capital of Greece. You can Google it if you're more curious about that. You hear me talk a lot about this place and, and a lot about Greece because... Uh, Greece is, is home away from home, if you will, and my wife is Greek, and I am what you call uh, somebody that loves the culture and, and loves everything about Greece, and I consider Greece to be a country that has um, really, you know, been my, my home, if you will. But enough about that. Uh, I've been listening to Nine Inch Nails, The Downward Spiral. Uh, right now on my way to this beautiful place because the theme of this episode is called burnout and uh, anything about uh, burnout and burning out while doing uh, music licensing and composition in general is the theme of this episode right now right here today and I thought what a better soundtrack to to listen to while I'm driving to this beautiful place I'm here by the beach a uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful scene right now. Very, very beautiful place. Uh, blue sea, uh, sky is clear. Even though we're in October, we're still in what it seems to be summer, and that's why I love Greece. Uh, there's still a few tourists around. I still a few people walking around. And actually, as I park my car in this beautiful uh, place, there's still some some uh, how do you call this? Like caravans, if you will. Uh, trailer cars, uh, people that a lot of uh, tourists they, they travel here to Greece uh, by uh, by this type of uh, cars, you know, where they have everything. They have uh, you know a bathroom and they have like beds and you can cook and, and live inside your car, inside your 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 van, if you will. I guess it's what you call a van life. Um, so they're still around. I actually, as soon as I arrive here, <laughs> I have a few of them that just uh, park next to me, and, and I always try to go for for a quiet place to do my my podcast episodes. Uh, this one, uh, I, I'm surrounded by a few of them, so I try to I'm gonna try to keep this uh, as contained as possible when it comes down to outside noise and noise um, in general. I got some uh, people as well leaving. Thank God for that. So they 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 see to. <laughs> I think they're locals because this is just a car that left right now. Uh, a couple. So yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, you should be in school right now, or studying, or working. If you're just punctering around, wasting time, you need to. You better get back to work, son. Uh, but never mind. Uh, people, they, as they drive by, they see me talking to a microphone inside the car. They might think I have lost my mind. And maybe I have. Maybe I have gone completely crazy. Maybe I'm crazy and I don't even know it. I mean, who knows? You know? So let's talk about burnout. Quite recently, uh, a member inside the SML Mastermind community, Facundo is his name. He's a very talented composer uh, from Argentina. And he plays the guitar. He's been a member. He's been a student at the academy as well. And he he started a conversation 
quite recently inside the SML Mastermind private community about burnout. And he's transitioning uh, slowly to do uh, music uh, full time. He not only does music licensing, but as well, he works as a as a freelance composer, if you will. He's working, uh, making music for for app developer developers. He's working as well for for various uh, things like video game kind of uh, music. In general, just transitioning to do this full time, and he was starting a conversation inside the community about burnout and how do we actually. Uh, you know, do this while while you're doing music full time, and, and and how do you disconnect? And this is a great question because I think it's a very important one. Because when people transition to do music full time, it's very easy to just get caught up in in, in a never ending uh, cycle of just making music. And if you're doing different things apart from just composition for music licensing. Uh, like Facundo is, then obviously you have different gigs, you're doing different things, which is fantastic, you know, but it's very easy to just get caught up in that routine of uh, never-ending music making, and then you, you, you don't know what you're doing to a certain extent. And when I say that you don't know what you're doing is that uh, every single track is just, um, like you're, you're like on a loop, you know, you're making music, you're composing, and then you finish it and then start all over again. And then you have these projects going on, and, and it's just really overwhelming at times. And I have a few members actually inside the community that are do this type of jobs. Not only they do music licensing, but as well they do uh, other things like uh, custom work, composition, uh, for scoring uh, gigs or just really writing music for different projects. Uh, Natalia is another one. For example, she's a very uh, talented composer, and I have shared uh, her music on my YouTube channel, and she does amazing, amazing soundtracks and amazing uh, music, really. And she was as well expressing quite recently about making uh, custom work or or scoring music for a particular project, and and she expressed the same thing, a lack of time and, and overwhelmed because she's doing so many other things. And Natalia, by the way, she has a beautiful home studio, uh, a beautiful setup, a beautiful setup. I mean, it's just unreal, the setup that that she has or where she works. So uh, I think burnout and overwhelm is a real thing. And as I am driving here to this beautiful place, I, I was listening to Nine Inch Nail. This is a classic album from back in the day, The Downward Spiral. And I was listening to these tracks that are just full of noise and uh, and distortion. And, and on purpose, by the way, just very saturated sounds. It's just uncomfortable to hear. And you can only be in, a, in such a mood uh, to listen to this type of music. And actually, talking about noise, I got these people behind me that are making some noise. Let me just move because this is a little bit uncomfortable for me. And uh, don't try this at home. Try to drive and, and talk to a microphone while doing a podcast. But but I'm in a... Well, there you go. There's an alarm going off. <laughs> for the seat belt. I'm just going to park right here. Again, go to Instagram to see um, where I am. Beautiful place. And I want you to see where I record these episodes because outdoors, I think it just brings a different level of intimacy. And it's a little bit more exciting than just listening to my bland uh, voice when I record in my, in my studio. Uh, I want you to to really uh, hear the the noise outside as well and see where I'm at, and, and I don't know. Uh, maybe it's a bad idea, but I, I got some of you guys who who reach out and say this is great. You know, it gives me a different level of 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 an audio experience. So let me know if you want to see more episodes like this because I, I want to do a few of them outdoors and and I think it's a little bit more spontaneous. But anyways, uh, talking going back to to the theme of a burnout and overwhelming me driving over here to this beautiful place listening to this uh, beautiful album which is really dark. Uh, I mean, it does not match the scenery. That's for sure, especially when you listen to songs that are called Mr. Self-Destruct. And if you're not familiarized with uh, Nine Inch Nails, then I, I highly recommend that you go and check out that album. It's one of those albums that you have to at least uh, listen to it once from start to finish. It's a whole journey. And they don't make albums like this anymore. 
and it's a fantastic album, Downward Spiral, and I think that's a perfect theme for for this episode, this type of music uh, in that headspace. Even though it doesn't match the scenery where I'm at right now, uh, it's it, it still it's still it's a, it's a great 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 album. I was thinking about that. Oh, here they're leaving now. That's great. Bye bye. Have a safe trip back home. So, anyways, uh, I, I think it's a great, great theme, musical theme for me. I said, like, this is exactly what I need to listen to here. Uh, I wish the road was longer, but because I live in such a small place, uh, such a small community, uh, and uh, <laughs> I can barely hear to one or two songs at the most. And this one, I actually listened to like one song, five minutes, and that's it, because I wanted to enjoy more the the the, the music track. But you know, that's the price to pay for living in such a small community, and I love to live in a small community. Uh, but anyways, I, I was thinking about what a great track, what a great uh, album in general, talking about, uh, you know, self-destruction, overwhelm, pain, you know, and all other kinds of dark themes. That, that Those are the emotions that this, this album evokes. And I was thinking about what Facundo said. And by the way, I just released a, a YouTube video uh, today talking about that, about burnout. Go and watch it. Uh, uh, kind of like uh, sharing that experience on YouTube and here on the podcast in this podcast episode I'm going to just go a little bit deeper and more more personal but go and watch that video I just released it today I think it's a great uh, topic burnout we all burn out there's a lot of uh, other members saying about how do I cope with me doing all of these things doing music uh, having a, an educational business as, around that as well about around teaching other composers and musicians and producers how to make stock music and sell it online how do i cope with that the membership how do i do my podcast keep in mind that the podcast is unique uh native content okay so it's not like a lot of uh, content creators what they do is that they will just release or record one video and then they will extract the audio and that will become the, the, the podcast episode. There's nothing wrong with that. I just <laughs> I like to put more on my plate, I guess. But uh, I don't see it like that. I just see that podcast uh, podcasting is, is a very unique uh, experience. And, and what I want to share in, in my podcast is slightly different than what I want to share on YouTube. Uh, drinking a little bit of water like I said still very warm here in Greece um, and 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 I think that that going deeper into this topic of burnout it's very easy to to get overwhelmed of course especially if you want to go full-time that's why I say to a lot of composers and, and producers be careful what you wish for because uh, that thing can become uh, a reality your dreams can become true so be very careful what you're aiming for. So if you want to aim for music to become uh, a full-time thing, it will eventually become your job and it will become work. And you might not like that. Maybe you just want to keep music as a hobby. Maybe you want to do music when you feel like it. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to make music full-time and, and to the point that it will become your job, like what is happening to Facundo and, and other people that actually are doing this full time, then you could get burned out very fast, very quickly, to the point that by the time you realize that you're, you're, you're getting burned, it's already too late. It is already too late. And you have already crossed that line. And then you start to think, well, is this what I really want? Is this what I'm really committed to? And I'm not saying that Facundo is not. Actually, he is. He's super talented. He has everything in place. And he has the work ethic. And, you know, I've seen what, what he's capable of. And he's just experiencing this so fast because he's just doing this commitment right now, earlier on in the process. And he's realizing that you can do this full time and there is a price to pay for for that and that, that's a good thing to experience now obviously uh, other people are, might not have that strength might not have that skin for it and for those who don't want to do this full time because they don't want music to become a job then you better just stay where you are and do it uh, on the side do it whenever you feel like it and if you sell music online or you don't it's just not really a problem this is just uh, 
you know, something that it could be extra, but you're not stressed out that you want to go full time and you, because you don't want to experience the burnout. Now, can you experience burnout as well as doing it uh, part time? No, you no, not necessarily. I don't think so, because when you do anything part time is so spread out that there's no time to be burnout. Burnout is when you do it constantly, day in and day out, like a job. That's why work and having day jobs that you're not really emotionally connected to, that's why they're so painful. They're so painful because you you have no emotional connection to it. You're just doing it for, for the pay. And uh, usually you have to commute somewhere and you have to deal with co-workers. You have to deal with a boss. You're part of a system. You're part of a matrix. And that can be very painful for most. I've been there. I've been there in, and I've been in jobs where this it's been so painful for me that other people that they don't even know me, okay, co-workers that I have just met in, in a new environment and a new job that I have just, you know, been uh, accepted this job. Uh, I had this experience multiple times, but the, one of my latest ones was in England and, and this person, she saw, she, she saw my face. It was a, it was a horrible job that I don't know why I really agreed to do. It had nothing to do with me, with my persona. I didn't have anything to offer for this uh, company that I was working for. And and I was just desperate. And I just wanted to just get a different job. And, and this person, that she barely knew me, okay? I'm talking about I've been in this job maybe like a month. And, and she, she will see my face. And one day she told me, like, Daniel, what's wrong with you? You know, she can see it, man, in my face. She can see the desperation. I was dead. I was just, I can't believe I'm here at this job doing this for a paycheck. All right? And it was a horrible situation. And I've done many jobs, man, okay, throughout the years. I've been fortunate enough to work in the music industry one way or another. But I have also done odd jobs like working in Starbucks and McDonald's and, and whatnot. And not for long periods of time, but, but enough to, to just uh, get some money. And then I know it was temporarily anyways, and, and I was just going to move on into something else. But this job, I was in a bad space. Uh, this particular job that I'm telling you about and this person that I was really, uh, you know, another camper van leaving. Uh, have a safe trip home, guys. Um, this job that I'm talking to you about was a job in a in a. It was this type of shops in England. They they were called HMV, and HMV shops are what it, what they used to be shops like Virgin Mega Stores. Very like massive shop where you will buy CDs and DVDs and books. And all kinds of stuff. Back back in the day, there was plenty of these shops, uh, Virgin Mega sh uh, Stores and HMVs. Uh, and I got into that job because I was working already way too many years in the guitar shop. This is back in London. And I was desperate. I was just, I wanted to, to change. I just didn't know what, what <laughs> how to do it, really. And this is before my, my first daughter, Fedra, was born. Right before I got married as well, by the way. It was a massive crisis in terms of how I, I wanted to earn a living. And I was just sick and tired of the guitar shop. And and, and the problem was not the guitar shop, the job. And, and my co-workers and my boss. My my boss was wonderful to me, you know. And, and if he's listening to this, he knows it. I mean, I'm still in touch with him. I'm actually friends with him on Facebook. And we keep in touch. A lovely guy, okay. And, and I'm forever grateful that he has not only offered me that job for many, many years, but actually I left that job for this other job in HMV, this uh, uh, CD and DVD shop, to be a security guy. Check that out. I mean, it was a massive change. And it, it, they, they're not called security. They were called something else. They were called uh, loss prevention officer. And this kind of guys in that kind of shop, what it, what it is is that you will dress all in black. You will have like a like a walkie-talkie kind of thing, uh, like a radio, so you can uh, talk. And what you do pretty much is just be in, in certain sp spots throughout the shop, uh, preventing uh, shit from being uh, nicked and, and, you know, people stealing CDs and DVDs or whatever. Uh, video games as well, a lot of video games. Uh, you know, that people go through these kind of shops and, and they steal this. I mean, I believe that this particular shop, they don't exist anymore. 
the one that I was working back then was, uh, that was in 2008, and that was in Piccadilly Circus uh, near Trocadero. So if you're a Londoner, <laughs> or if you're British you're, in general, you probably know where this is located. And that was HMV, that massive shop. It was like two or three levels. I can't remember, but it was just huge, man. And I went in there and I said, yeah, I work in, in a guitar shop, you know, in central London as well. I have a friend who works here. He told me that you guys are looking for, for somebody. And I'm willing to just start working here. And the pay was like about the same that I was working in the guitar shop. So I said, like, let me just go in. And, and they, they accepted me, man. They, I went through the interview. I mean, it was unreal. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Be careful what you wish for. And I got in, man. I quit my guitar job. I didn't quit in bad terms, but I quit a little bit like, yeah, I'm out. You know, I felt like I was a little bit institutionalized in the guitar shop, in that world of guitar, uh, you know, retail and, and working like that. But again, the problem was not the job. The problem was me and my mental state. And I got this job in HMV as a loss prevention officer. That's apparently the title I had. Bloody hell, from day one, I knew that I had made a big mistake. And, and I got into that job. I was all dressed in black. Uh, you know, and you, you know, wearing this uh, stupid radio next to me, I had to write a little book and they will rotate you around the shop. So in the beginning you will, the, of your shift, for example, it will be in, in the front door and you're just standing there like a statue, really, and you're just watching people. That's it. And that will last uh, for some time. I don't know, I think you will change position every hour or every half an hour, 40 minutes. And then I would go to the to the place where there were like the CDs or something. I would just stand there and just looking at people pretty much and just making sure that nothing gets nicked. And man, I did this for like a month, probably more. And that process, I lost a lot of weight. And that process, uh, like I said, my wife, actually, that was in the summer. My wife had to come to Greece. We were we have arranged to come to Greece for, for the holidays, for a short break, really. Not really holidays, just to see the in-laws, uh, my in-laws. and But, you know, it was, you know, living in the UK, when you say we're going to Greece for, for a few weeks, it's a nice, it's a nice break. And, and I had to cancel that. I couldn't go with my wife because I just got hired in this new job. And I said, well, this is my way out out of the guitar shop. And I just want to do something new and, and, you know, maybe move on from this life. Again, this is before we got married. We were already living together for many years. But this is before marriage. This is before my first daughter was uh, about to be born as well. She was born in the next few years. And it was a, it was a horrible experience, man. I burned out immediately. <laughs> I burned. I was burned out before I even got started because I was not in my element. And this person that was working there with me, uh, it was a lovely woman that she was doing this job as well. And, and she saw me, man, and, and she can tell just by the way my face, what I was projecting. She's like, Daniel, what's wrong with you, man? You know, and I, this this person barely knows me, and she can tell <laughs> how out of place I am, how discomfort. Uh, how this, you know, it's just, it's, it's not me. It's like having, you know, somebody being put somewhere where it doesn't match. But yet I managed to get a job and yet I'm there working, you know. And and I was doing uh, whatever I could do to just get by. I really hated it. It was the worst probably job I ever had. I felt trapped and I felt like I was not being useful. I felt like I was not... Uh, contributing to society in the way that I could. The people that I met there, funny enough, I met a few musicians, but they were doing that job for many years. That's all they knew. And But I was not like them, you know? I met a guy there as well. He was he already, he already had a kid. So I felt like he was a little bit ahead in life somehow. And... And he was treating me like shit. I guess the vibration that I was <laughs> emitting anyways. And as soon as he saw me there, like, oh, yeah, you're a musician as well. You're coming from a guitar shop and you're here. This is a different world. And, you know, and, and they're literally doing that job just for the paycheck. I mean, and, and some people can, can deal with that, you know. And But here I was. I quit one job that was not that bad. Now I realize that my job in the guitar shop was not that bad. And it wasn't. It was a dream job, man. I just... Couldn't see it. 
And a uh, short story, uh, just to cut the story short, uh, I quit that job. Before I quit that job in HMV as a loss prevention officer, which I lasted like very little, man. But it was the most horrible time in my life. And that's back in 2008 when the whole, uh, you know, economical collapse happened worldwide. I mean, I still remember this. I mean, I remember going back to my boss and say, man, I fucked up. Literally, you know, I, I went back to my boss. And I said, I know I quit, you know, and hopefully I, I didn't really, I didn't quit in bad terms either. I didn't went to, you know, swearing or anything. We, I've been working there for like eight years at that point. I said, can I please have my job back? You know, if you want to put me on, on some type of uh, test, probation or whatever you call them, you can do that. You know, I, I'm willing to come back and, and put me on a test. You know, you don't have to hire me again, sign a contract or anything, but you can put me three months uh, kind of like a test. I'm willing to do that. Man, my tail was between my two legs, but I, I was willing to do that. And he, he said, in the beginning, he was a little bit hesitant, I gotta confess. And I was like, oh my God. I wasn't begging for it, but I was very honest. And this was over the phone, by the way. It wasn't face to face. But uh, I kind of like begged, if you will, by the tone of my voice, I guess. I said, like, please, man, you know, I really, I fucked up, you know. You know me. I said to him, you know, you know me, you've, you've seen me work, you know me for years, you know that I'm somebody trustworthy. Uh, if I let you down by leaving this job for this other stupid job that you know that I don't belong there, yes, I'm somebody that's trying to get something better or different, but I'm not asking for a pay rise at this point. I just want my, my job back, and I, I want to prove to you that I'm, that I'm going to carry on, you know, doing it. And uh, he said, yes, man. And I can't tell you the, the weight that was lifted out of my shoulders. I went back to HMV and I quit immediately. And I gave my week or two weeks, whatever, you know, um, notice. And thank you very much for the opportunity. But this, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be doing I can't do this, man. You've got to be taking the piss. Uh, this is a job for somebody else, but not me, you know. And I'm not going to be standing here doing nothing all day. No way, Jose. And uh, the people that were working there and doing that type of jobs, they, they seem to be doing that for years and they seem to love that <laughs> in a bizarre way because you're doing nothing, literally. You're just standing there looking at people and talking on walkie-talkies and saying, like, okay, check out this other guy, Alpha, Romeo. I can see a guy trying to nick a PlayStation game, whatever. Okay, yeah, I have it here. And, you know, there's CCTV inside the shop. Yeah. You know, I have no intentions of being that type of job or that type of position of some kind of like authority and having like a, you know what I mean? Like a, like a being a cop or, or, or some kind of guy who's a security. None of that it just turns me on in, in, in any way. You could imagine how out of place I was. So I went back to my guitar shop job and I came back with a, a new uh, perspective on the job, obviously. I mean, I was just over them. It's like starting again fresh. And and then after that, quite, you know, I, I, I raised really my my responsibilities with the with guitar shop job. I was doing I actually even some type of a manager type of job. It, it wasn't, I didn't have the title as a manager, but for years I already had the keys to the shop, even before I quit, and I was opening the guitar shop. You know, uh, opening and closing it and counting the money as well at the end of the day. And uh, and I was part of a guitar shop chain. And, and my shop where I was working, it was like the main hub. So I had to like oversees as well uh, other shops which were under my boss's um, company. So uh, at the end of the day, all of these other shops, like the drum shop, the bass shop and all of this, when I was there, if I was in charge that, that day of collecting the money of the other shops. So it's a, kind of like a big responsibility, and, and I have to get the totals of the other shops as well. They, at, at its peak, there were like seven different shops uh, or something like that. And I have to, to speak to him. I speak to the boss uh, on a day-to-day on a -day basis, and at the end of the day, like, hey, this is how much the bass shop did. This is how much the drum shop did. This is how much the, the acoustic guitar shop did. This is how much the other guys did. This is how much we did. Uh, and just give him an update, you know. And he will call, you know. Uh, really responsible, you know, uh, type of uh, job that I, that I, I kind of like assume uh, that role and say I'm going to talk to him, you know, and, and because I feel like I have let him down and I have to prove myself 
and uh, it, there's a level of trust. So what does this have to do with burnout? Well, it has to do a lot because I remember uh, back then that how I really uh, burned out in a job that I wasn't even meant to be for me. And, and what I thought it was a burnout in the guitar shop that I was wanted to like change my, my job was not that. It was my mental state, how I was visualizing things and how wrong I was in, in terms of uh, decision making and where I actually belong and what type of job I'm here to do. And, and after that, what happened is that I, I got married with my wife. Uh, we've been living together for years and... You know, God bless her. She has seen me going through so much in terms of change. And, and she knows I have a calling. She knows I have something to give. And, and for her, it was uh, heartbreaking to see me going through that. And when she came back from Greece that summer, uh, after a few weeks only, that I was, uh, you know, I, I lost so much weight. She was worried. And she can see me, like, going uh, really deep into to desperation of not knowing what to do. And all of this just because I want to earn a paycheck. And at the same time, some find some type of balance between earning a, a living and doing what I want to do. And I couldn't see that happening at the time. So, uh, but I, I got my shit together. And the following year, that was in 2008. Like I said, when the whole uh, economical collapse uh, was happening. And I remember my boss saying, like, you know, things are a little bit hard. We're actually trying to look for ways to, to cut down. So, but, you know. But it was a tough call because I'm somebody that they, you know, it's easier to have somebody that you have already hired instead of looking for new people. And when it comes down to to um, to honesty, to for somebody to trust you, it's really hard. You know, I have proven them for eight years or so that I'm already somebody, you know, that I've been working there for years. And, hey, I can, I can make a few mistakes, but, but, but here I am. So but it was a very close call, man. But I got married the next year, and then in 2009, in 2010, my we had my, my first daughter. So I was in a much better place uh, mentally. But then after the whole uh, economical collapse in 2008, worldwide, in 2009, a lot of things happened in the guitar shop. And uh, in 2009, 2010, uh, when my daughter was born, uh, the things were already really bad really really bad in in England in general and the guitar shop we felt it as well and and I at this point I don't know I don't want to leave my job I'm expecting a, a, a kid my, my my first kid I just got married I know that there's a turning point in my life because I can feel it already before I quit the first time in 2008 to go to HMV that was my attempt to say like I know life is coming to it's coming full circle and I know that I need to change. I just don't know how or why. <laughs> and and in 2010, right after my, my first daughter uh, was born, uh, the guitar shop business just changed dramatically. Uh, people were just quitting and, and the whole industry was changing. So some guitar shops that my boss was, was in charge of, he had to sell them or just get rid of them altogether. It was a tough time, man. I can feel I'm like, okay, the this is going down, and I'm going down with it now. Last time I, when I when I felt that I was uh, gonna be running away from this in 2008, now in 2010, I, I'm I'm here and I feel like I'm stuck. But and, and that's when I came, we came through through another crossroad, me and my wife, and and we said, you know what, uh, we're going to Greece. You know, we're 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 having a baby. My my wife was a teacher back in England in London. And uh, we took maternity leave, obviously, before my daughter was born. And uh, we had the whole thing planned out. And we said, like, we need to leave. Eng we didn't need to leave England, the UK. But we were at a crossroads, hardcore. We knew that we needed to change, okay? My first attempt uh, was a little bit premature. And I didn't have really, like, a solid plan for it. But this second time around with the guitar shop, if I'm not going to be working in the guitar shop and... Now we have a baby, and the original plan was for my wife to go back to work as a teacher. She she was she had more earning potential than me and more benefits. If you're in the UK, you know this, and if you know people that work in the educational system, uh, they have more earning power than somebody that works in the guitar shop. Uh, but the guitar shop for me, it offered me so much freedom. Freedom in the sense of a schedule 
the pay was not that bad either, and I can just be free. And, and, and I always want, wanted that somehow. And, but there's only so much that I can do with that freedom, if you will. You know, like, okay, if I'm free here with this, but at the same time, I, I really want to, to earn. I want to be responsible as well. You know, I, I, I want to provide for my wife. So if we're going to stay in England, we're going to have to move somewhere else outside of London. And my wife has to go back to work as a teacher. And, and I will probably go work in the guitar shop. Like, uh, not as a, not a, but maybe like a part-time. And my boss was so lovely because I quit the second time around, man. That's after my daughter was born and we, we kind of have a plan. We already have, you know, said like we're, we're leaving the UK. Uh, that's a lot, another long story. But I said to my wife, we need to, I want to move to Greece. You know, I know that Greece, the, in, in Greece, uh, the things, the economical, I mean, if the economical crisis was bad in the UK, in Greece was, it hasn't reached yet. It was, it was bad, but it, it hasn't reached yet. So when we moved to Greece in 2010, that's when we really, really hit. In 2011, it just exploded. So we went from a frying pan to another. But uh, I went back to my boss in 2010 and I said, like, I I'm going to quit. And this time it's for real, you know. And he was so lovely. You know, I, I always feel blessed for this connection and for, for him uh, being so nice to me. He said, I, 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 it's okay, Daniel, I understand. You know, you, you have a kid now, you want to... If you ever need to come and work, even uh, as a part-time or, or the weekends to earn some extra cash, I'm here. That it brought me to tears, man, as I am saying this. Because it was so, so, um, so human, you know. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that he, after this, after I quit the first time and then begged for my job one time, and now here I am in the middle of, like, the the, the thing is changing, and, and I quit again. I said, like, I, I, I'm quitting again, you know. If I really took a lot of guts from me, and I know that there was no turning back from this point on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm leaving the U.K. altogether. I'm going to Greece and, and start from zero again. And he still offered me that, man, you know. Like, I can still have my job if I, if I needed to. Like, okay, I'm not going to be a full-time employee, but I can just go and, and call in and say, hey, can I work Saturdays and Sundays, you know, or can I work here? It just, it just it broke my heart. It really broke my heart because it was so nice. And, and you know, and, and the rest is history. The rest is history. From there, you know... Uh, I, we quit my my job again. My 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 life my my life changed. My wife as well quit her job, and we left the UK and we arrived here in Greece in the midst of the Greek crisis. And uh, and, and I'm grateful for all of those hardship and and all of those uh, things that brought me to where I am today here. You know, 11 years later, living this beautiful life, and and I have always lived a beautiful life, but I have gone through certain uh, tough decisions when it comes down to earning money. And how to earn a living and how can I keep my integrity and still be happy and still provide something to the world. My, my biggest concern is not how can I make a, a paycheck. I mean, if everything goes to shit right now, I can get a job anywhere, man. A bar, whatever, a factory. I don't care. Here by this beach, serving coffees in the summer. It doesn't matter to me anymore because I know I can do these things. But my question is how can I provide more value to society? How can I live a, a positive footprint with what I'm doing? The money is just an exchange for that. I'm not concerned about the paycheck. I'm concerned about how can I serve better, all right? And if I have something to, to give, if I'm not giving it the way it should be given, then I'm doing a disservice to myself and to humanity. I know it sounds like deep and it's philosophical, but think about it. I've been doing jobs in, I mean, imagine me working in McDonald's. This is way before I met my wife, way before I arrived to the UK. But imagine that. What do you think, what type of worker I was? I mean, I will do it well, uh, but but I'm not giving what I'm supposed to give. I'm just doing it for a paycheck, you know, and just to get paid. Uh, and people need to do this. I'm not saying you shouldn't. You need to, to, to make sure that your family doesn't go uh, through hardship financially. Back then, I didn't have a family. Back then, it was just me. So really, I, I didn't even need to work for that job, but I, I was working it because I wanted to earn money to just uh, get my ass to the UK, you know, and I, and I needed that cash. It's quite, you know, simple. There's not much to it. 
But uh, when it comes down to burnout and now doing music and music is my full job, my full time job, it's my day job. It's what I call my day job. And, and, I, and I love it because I, I have appreciated what a day job does. And I love to work with music and I love to, to call it work because I love to work. Okay. And burnout is just another word for, for, for maybe you might need a break and that's fine. You need to have a break. I try to uh, do my, my day to day in a way where I can do a lot of things early in the morning and then by 12, uh, I slowly the energy starts to, to decrease. And there's studies done about this, by the way, even in corporate America, that really even in corporate America, people don't work eight hours straight. They probably put in like a solid four hours. That's it, you know, because the rest is just spent on going to the toilet, having a break, uh, cool water, uh, chit chat, whatever they call it in, in the office language. Like, OK, when you go in and drink some water and talk and and just waste time, you know, chit-chatting, gossip, gossiping, meetings, stuff that are not really productive, you know. But the solid uh, work time that you do, uh, even in corporate America, is just solid for hours. There have been multiple studies about this. So the rest is just, you know, you're not doing anything. You're probably just pretending that you work. So, but when you work for yourself and when you are really, you really, the results is what you're aiming for, not the time. That's when I get a lot of people saying to me, like, oh, it's a lot of time that I spend working on this track, and I'm only getting this. If I divide that by, by X, then that means that I'm getting paid per hour this. I'm like, you're think, you're, you have no idea. You have an employee's mentality, okay? You don't have a musician entrepreneurial mentality. Nobody cares how long you've been working on that track. Nobody cares how long it took you, okay? What, what matters is a result, what type of music track you have created, all right? And how much money are you earning for that, for that track long term? But if you're just uploading and then thinking like, oh, but I only get this, if I divide up for, for that amount of hour, you have an employee's mentality. And that's what you're getting paid for your time. And that's a mistake to think about that, all right? When you're working like this, composing music for libraries, you're, paying, you're getting paid for the results. You're getting paid for the service that you're providing, okay? So you have to be able to pay the full price in advance, meaning that you do the music, you spend the time, you have to have a lot of knowledge under your belt in order to get this music out there. And a lot of time goes into it, into mixing it, mastering, making it, you know, a lot of self-doubt as an artist, as a composer, finding the time to do this because most of you guys have day jobs as well and responsibilities like I have. Even though this is my job, my full-time job, I still have to find the time to do it. You know, I am a fully engaged father of two and I'm fully heavily invested in my family and and I and I'm there. You know, I mean today, like as I'm recording this, today for example, I did my YouTube video. Uh, I went to the supermarket with my wife very quickly. My daughter's not feeling very well. My youngest daughter, Melina, so she stayed behind. She didn't go to kindergarten. And I'm recording this podcast right now. As I'm, as I'm saying this, it's ten, it's uh, one o'clock and ten minutes, and and I've done all, all of this. And by the way, I forgot to say that I finished a track as well that I was working on. You know, so I have so many things, and this is all before one o'clock. I'm gonna like just finish this uh, podcast episode right now. I'm going home. I'm gonna eat, and then everything else. Slowly, the energy starts to decrease. But I put as much as as I can in my plate earlier in the morning. That's what I was uh, sharing inside the community. And then if I don't accomplish everything that I needed to accomplish by one o'clock by by lunch hour, then it's gonna be very hard. And and really, I don't put more than two or three things in in a day. So today, for example, it was finished my, that YouTube ch uh, video, uh, the podcast, and finished that track that I was talking to you about. It's very important, you know. More campers arriving. Anyways, uh, all I want to say to you is that burnout is real. To in order to to not burn out, you need to find a schedule and a system. But most importantly, you need to love what you do. And if you're not really sure that music is something that you want to do full time, then you have to be very very careful for that, and really aim for something that you're willing to endure. Ask yourself: Will you be doing this on a Saturday afternoon, even if you didn't have to do it, even if you didn't get paid for it? If the answer is yes, then that's what you need to do. 
For me, it's music. For me, it's doing anything that I love to do. I want to live a creative life. For me, doing this podcast is something that I do for free. I, I'm giving my time to it. I love to do it. And it's the same as with music. At that moment, I, I'm not getting paid. I'm doing it for free. I'm going to get paid in the future, though. And I'm investing in myself. The same is with everything else. So if, if you ask yourself that question, what will I be doing on a Saturday afternoon, even if I'm not making any money, and something that you will have the energy to do? And if the answer is, yeah, I will be doing that, no problem, no questions asked, and, and I will quite clearly enjoy it. And if I get paid, oh God, you know, this would be amazing. You know, then do that. For me, it's the music, you know, and everything that goes around the music and everything that has evolved from that uh, plain and simple idea of just composing music for royalty libraries. That's how I got started. And here I am composing a podcast uh, inside my car and with this beautiful beach uh, as my wallpaper, if you will. And again, go to Instagram so you can see me. Actually, let me go outside so you can see. And... Maybe take a picture. I've already taken a picture inside the car. But I really, I really want you to to get inspired, man. I really, I really want you to to not feel uh, overwhelmed. It's a little bit windy. That's why I didn't. Uh, that's why I'm not so much outside. Let's take a selfie here. Beautiful, beautiful sea. Again, guys, go to Instagram. I need to take a picture like this as well. I'm not going to edit this uh, podcast episode either, by the way. It's going to be raw with mistakes. And if I said something wrong, I don't care. But I do care. But I just want it to be raw. Okay? It's a little bit windy now as well. Uh, I really want to share another picture I really want to share it so you can see how how raw can you be and and hopefully it comes across as authentic as well it's not polished so I want this uh, last episodes before uh, the season is over season one will be over once we reach episode 100 and hopefully uh, you have enjoyed this this journey with me i have really enjoyed making this podcast and and i love uh giving you uh, as much value as possible with with this episode in this episode i'm not gonna edit anything i i, I decided to just um really just make it as raw as possible like i was telling you so, so hopefully the message is, is, is real. It has always been real. Uh, but sometimes I think when it comes down to, to some important messages, I feel like it shouldn't be edited at all. It should be like a conversation that you're here with me, yeah, next to me in the car, and we're just having a chat about this, about burnout, and how do I cope with it, and, and how I'm, like now I have to rush well i don't have to that's the thing i don't have to do anything but i want to so now i want to go and, and this is this is uh very good for you to analyze like look at what i'm saying i have to <laughs> I, I don't have to do anything i mean i could stay here until three o'clock in the afternoon if i wanted to talking to you all right but I have a commitment to my family and I said I'm gonna go and do an, an episode outside and I'll, I'll be back for lunch we usually eat around this time, so I'm just going to head back and, and eat, you know? But I don't have to do that. My wife is okay if I don't sit down with them and eat. I feel blessed that we can eat all together every single day, not just on the weekends or on a Sunday. You know, I eat with my family, with my wife and my two kids every single day. I don't take that for granted, man, you know? But that, that's not by mistake. That's not by chance. That's something that I have designed. In my work, it goes around that. And, and, and I really take pride in that, and I want to defend that with everything I have in order to, to make that happen. So I'm going to just let you guys go. I hope this episode was uh, helpful to you. And I, I, you know what I'm going to do? I think 
and and let me know if this is something that you would like to hear and and if you if you don't then please let me know as well but i'm thinking to carry on with a second part of this episode how about that i want to do a second part on burnout because i think i left a lot of things outside of this episode i think there's a lot of things that i can carry on talking about burnout and about doing something full time so most likely what i will be talking about in the next episode will be about burning out because i've been talking about quitting music i've been talking about different topics lately as well and I think burnout and how to carry on doing this either full-time or part-time or once a month or whatever the 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 thing is for you that you want to do with music licensing. I want to talk about that and, and see and show you how I have have done it over the years, how I still do it. I, I left a lot of things out that I can share with you. And maybe I can break it as well uh, more specific, okay? Like a day in the life. Like what what does Daniel do? today and how I wake up how do I do from from this time to that time and then what happens at this time and how and how do I do that every day and, and then how do I find uh, inspiration how do I find the time to do things and how do I live this life that is something that I'm I'm really passionate about you know and I want to help others do the same thing whatever rocks your boat man you don't need to live uh, in Greece you don't need to move to Greece you don't need to be next to the sea like I am, you don't need to be inside a car talking to a microphone and doing a podcast. You can do your own thing. It's all rock and roll. I just want to share my story so maybe that will inspire you to do your own thing as well. Maybe you want to do something different though, you know, but if you can hear this and see this crazy guy over there is doing that on a Monday morning. As I'm recording this, it's Monday. And well, it's not Monday morning anymore. Anymore, It's just one o'clock. It's just lunch hour. You know, that, that you know, it's... This was what I want to do today. And, and hopefully you want to do your own thing as well. Hopefully that will get you inspiration for that. I really hope this episode finds you well. Thank you so much for all the love and support. I love you guys very, very much. Share this episode. Take a screenshot wherever you listen to this episode and put it on, on Instagram. I'm a little bit more active on Instagram lately as well. I want to be more active on Instagram and social media in general. Sharing a little bit more behind the scenes. Uh, apart from my YouTube and, and my podcast. And, and follow me on Instagram as well. Share this episode. Take a screenshot and share it. Tag me at Daniel Carrizales. Go in and find me on Instagram and, and follow me. I would love that. Support the podcast. Season 1 is coming to an end very, very soon. A few episodes left only. I love you guys very much. And as always, rock and roll. And here's to your success.